1: Welcome back to an all-new edition of the Blue White Illustrated Penn State Recruiting Podcast. Ryan Snyder, Greg Pickle joining you in this mid-February Tuesday afternoon. Uh, Ryan, it's uh, the saddest Tuesday podcast we do every year because it's the first one after football is officially over at the college and the professional level. Uh, Obviously, we'll get into spring practice here in a bit, but no games for quite some time. Uh, Two former Penn State players, Grant Haley and Nick Scott, of course, winning uh, the Super Bowl with the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday over to Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Those two guys, I think Penn State fans uh, really appreciate their career. And, you know, it's funny, I wrote on Tuesday morning, and I'll see what your thought on this is, but if you, in 2014, okay, when the 2014 class signed at Penn State, if you would have made everyone pick two players from that class who would one day be standing on the same Super Bowl winning stage together, if, if you're being honest with yourself, I'm not sure the picks would have been Grant Haley and Nick Scott, but it really shows how they developed at Penn State. Brought a lot of skills and a lot of different uh, versatility, you could say, to both the Nittany Lions. And then in the NFL, and it ends with them, obviously doesn't end this season, Enzo, with those two getting Super Bowl rings. Pretty cool.
0: Yeah, man. That was a good class, of course, with Kosicki, uh, who's with the Dolphins now. Chris Godwin, of course, is crushing it uh, down in Tampa. I'm trying to look over the class here real quick. Who else was in it? Oh, Troy Reeder was in that class. Uh, he, did, he, of course, just won, uh, won with the Rams as well. Um is Troy Happy still the NFL?
1: He sure. last I looked, he was not. Um or if he you know okay. he was in that phase where he was not I'm sorry. He plays for the commanders. That's right. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. the commanders, I'm the still commanders used to that yeah. Yeah. That was a pretty good class, man. Jason Kabinda, Amani Oryware. Well then Jason Kabinda, uh, who would have league.
1: thought he'd stick in the league as a fullback of all things?
0: I love Jason Kabinda as a recruit, man. He was such a good he was such a good guy. And like his, you know, he got offered for Penn State a little later in the process, and like throughout, I just remember throughout the whole process, you know, he was always kind of asking me, like, you know, hey, have you heard anything about Penn State? You know, like they're interested in me and stuff. And uh, I just, I'm really happy for the way his career ran out because he he was a, a good guy from the very start. And uh, of course, wasn't he up for one of the uh, the awards this year, like humanitarian award or something Walter like that? Walter Payton was Man of the award? Year. Yep. Yeah. You got it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, it's fitting, but. Yeah, man, happy for uh, Grant, happy for uh, Nick, and happy for Troy Reader too. Man, his family was uh, great to me back in the day as well. Um, You know, uh, Nick, man, I I, I don't know. I'd like to to go back and watch Nick's Super Bowl a little bit better. I mean, there were some mistakes. You're always going to make mistakes as a defensive back in the NFL. But, you know, his whole playoff really kind of – he has one year left on his contract, and he's not making a million dollars. So I'd be curious to see – uh if you know the way he performed in this in, in the last handful of games there uh how it maybe helps him in a year from now uh when, when his contract's up uh, and you know if he's able to parlay that into to a move elsewhere or, or a bigger contract because uh, man he certainly was was excellent at, in the divisional round and the championship round and um, you know, made, made some decent plays in the Super Bowl, too, but I'd be lying. <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I really like, watched the Super Bowl crazy close. I mean, I had the game on the whole time, uh, but I have a, a four year old and a two year old and it was just us at the house, man. So you, you're not uh, not watching every single play, unfortunately, but uh, definitely happy for those guys. And, uh, you know, it was a, it was a good year overall uh, for, for the NFL. I thought, man, the playoffs were incredible.
1: They were, yes, and it was a good year for Penn State guys in the NFL. Not everyone, of course, had the season they wanted to. You mentioned Godwin. He was hurt at one point during the 2021 season, and some other guys uh, maybe didn't have the year that was envisioned for them. But, yeah, so now we enter the long, long, long offseason of waiting for spring practice, of course, waiting for NFL training camps, and then obviously before we know it, football will be back. But it's over for now. Uh, Any final thoughts on just the Super Bowl, the NFL season? It was Penn State guys in the pros, uh, what that means for recruiting, if anything. I guess let me just throw that at you right there. Maybe this is a question you can tackle in your mailbag later this week as well at com. But there's no bump, I assume, for uh, school when their players, former players, win in the Super Bowl because there's so many schools represented, of course, in the Super Bowl. Or is that just a little bit of social media magic that, you know, might not mean anything, might mean a little bit of something
0: the Super Bowl has nothing to do with it. Michael Parsons progression. Yes. You yeah. know, that's, that's something that they can, they can parlay into recruiting. I mean, no disrespect to, to Nick and Grant, but um, you know, they're, they're solid contributors to a, to an awesome team and a great story. Um, but I mean, how, how, how much have they pushed Saquon Barkley over the last handful of years? Right. And, and now Michael Parsons is uh, absolutely on that stage and, you know, arguably surpassing uh, what Saquon has done Um you know, uh, well, let's see how year two goes, you know, there's always right. like a sophomore slump, I feel like. Um, but man, with Micah, I don't know his, his trajectory is absolutely incredible right now. So, I mean, Penn state's been pushing Micah Parsons on the recruiting show for a couple of years now. And uh, that. uh that case uh, of of his development is only grown a lot stronger. So they'll uh, they'll continue that for sure. And uh, looking forward to seeing how he progresses. The, the one other thing I would say, man, is I just really hope uh, Goblin's able to come back from this uh, yeah. from this ACL injury, man, because he he was another guy who um, you know they they talked about a good bit on the recruiting trail and uh, just another really classy guy, man. Chris Chris was uh, incredible to me and and all of us on the Penn State beat when he was here. Um, just an awesome individual and uh, i really hope he's able to bounce back and and have the kind of you know i don't know if he's still going to be on that rocket path that he was i mean he was on pace to be i mean he was absolutely one of the best wide receivers in the nfl
1: no question uh, this
0: year and last year and uh you know when when you have a major injury like that it's uh it's you know we've seen the good and the bad from it right some guys have returned and been all right but uh, a lot haven't so hope hoping everything works out for for chris
1: yeah, two final thoughts there. One with Godwin. I believe he's coming into a contract. He's coming, you know, his contract is up in yeah. Tampa Bay. So, obviously, that injury is going to probably impact what he gets in free agency, where he ends up. The Bucks have a ton of decisions to make, of course, with Tom Brady uh, now retiring and everything else. So, we'll see where he lands. But I get a weird feeling, Ryan, that someone's going to get him a little bit of under market value and get over market production from him, assuming he can come back and play even a little bit less than but close to the level he was at because he was just tremendous uh, so many times this season and last season as well. And then with Micah, uh, it's not just Penn State. It's going to be pushing that now, buddy. It's going to be Virginia Tech too. I know they can't push sure. it the same exact way, sure. but uh, I have a strong sense that Brent Pry is going to find a way to work that into his recruiting pitch in Blacksburg uh, with linebackers and other guys on defense.
0: Yeah. Was Chris Godwin the number one receiver for free agents? Like I'm trying to think of who I think Devonte Adams is a free agent this year. Yep. Um, I want to say, Oh, Allen Robinson's a free agent too. And of right. course Beckham, you know, who also just got hurt. I think I'm missing somebody else. Um, maybe Mike Williams, I want to say, but, but either way, um, you know, I mean, Chris was going to be, you know, the, the hottest name for, for free agency aside from probably Devonte Adams, but, uh, just, just curious to see where, where he ends up, man. I mean, he, he, I don't know if he was getting like a 20 million a year kind of contract, but I mean, he was on pace for what, like 15 million or or more probably per season. So I'm hoping he's able to able to get that because he deserves it.
1: Yeah, so ESPN just out with their free agent rankings uh, today, Tuesday, February 15th. They have him as the third receiver in free agency behind those two guys you mentioned, Mike Williams and uh, Devontae Adams, but number four overall, regardless of position. So he's going to get paid. If I had to guess, he'll stick in Tampa. I think he seems to like it there. Um, obviously, he's going to have to think about wouldn't. what Yeah, right. Uh, Yeah, it was a pretty good time (laughs) down there for the bowl game. Um, Yeah. So we'll see. He has to decide, you know, what the quarterback outlook there is going to be, of course, because – if you make a lot of money, but the quarterback can't throw you the ball, it doesn't really <laughs> it's not really the, the marriage of uh, the best things you could possibly have as a player with his talent. So we'll see, but that was NFL talk here on the Blue White Illustrated Penn State Recruiting Podcast. Ryan Snyder, Greg Pickle kicking it around here in mid-February during yet another NCAA dead period. Recruits cannot visit campus as we talked about last week, and if you missed Ryan and T. Frank breaking down the recruiting calendar on the BWI Daily Show last week, find that wherever you get your podcast. Of course, if you're listening to that you know where to do it already or also at youtube.com slash bluewhiteillustrated so let's move on here you had a story a premium story up at bluewhiteillustrated.com on tuesday morning uh phil i'm gonna butcher it you'll print it for me pachati yes there we go uh the very talented linebacker out of uh, penridge high school same one as nick tarburton of course in pennsylvania has kind of set his visit plan uh we'll get into a couple of those not all of them you can find the full story for just one dollar for one year of access to on three and blue white illustrated on our homepage. you can check that out get signed up uh for one year for 365 days of access to insider recruiting notes just like this one and much more ryan what's the outlook with him at this point penn state clearly likes him as uh one of its Upper tier, I would say, targets uh, on defense in this cycle, but Mm -hmm. it is by no means, even though he's a PA kid, at least from the outside looking in from this point of view, a slam dunk that it's going to be all Penn State all the way here. You know, you get the sense it might end up that way one day, but uh, he's going to do his due diligence here uh, over the next month or so.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do have a pick-in for him. I put it in. Kind of when we were when we were transitioning and getting the RPM going, uh, basically, bosses said put some picks in so we can we can play with our algorithm. And, and he was one that I logged uh, before Brent Pry moved, and that was a, a big thing that I that I'll note is I'm not saying Manny Diaz has done a, a negative or, or poor job with him so far, but I think he just needs to still get to know Manny right. because he has not visited Penn State. Uh, since that coaching change took place, so that's that's going to be a big thing coming up here. Um, I'm not going to share all six of his visits right now. Like I said, we we have a great one dollar deal. We want you guys to sign up for it. Uh, I will note that he's coming to Penn State in mid-April, uh, and and it's going to be a huge visit for 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 the whole staff for his family. You know, the, the he he decided not Pichotti, excuse me, his family decided not to take junior day visits in January, and I think it was actually a smart move because they want the one on one you know, kind of come up for spring practice, have, you know, if you're not the only recruit on campus, you're going to be one of like three right. uh, and, and really just kind of have a, a, a true one-on-one kind of day with the coaching staff. And, and that's what they're aiming to, to do here. Uh, come up, watch spring practice. Uh, it'll be before the blue white game, but uh, not, not long before it. Uh, I'll, actually I'll share the date. It's uh, April, was it April 15th uh, for, for that visit. So um You know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I I think that's going to be an incredibly important visit though. Uh, and it's all about Manny Diaz and, and getting to know him more. Penn state's in regular contact with him, But you know, when you spend a day, you know, go get lunch, you know, sit in the film room. There's there's so much more you can, you can take out of, uh, those kind of visits. So the big thing I'll share with Pachati is that Notre Dame is not one of the six visits he has set. And, and, you know, there is a lot of talk about the Irish, uh, being on him heavy and, um, they're, that's that seems to be cooling, and and you know they do have two linebackers committed, uh, and and if you look at Preston Zinters game, and you look at. Uh, Phil Pachadi's game, uh, Preston Zinner, of course, was a was a recruit Penn State was after, uh, and 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 he just committed to, to Notre Dame um, last this past Friday. So when you, when you kind of compare them a little bit, it would kind of make sense that uh, you know for the third linebacker that uh, they take, maybe they're looking for you know more of a, a rangy linebacker, you know, somebody who uh, because I mean Pachadi is going to be a, a true Mike at least in my opinion, at least he will be. So I, I don't know Notre Dame's complete situation, but I, I do know that it, it's. Uh, you know the the Irish seem to be looking elsewhere at the moment. Uh, there's a little bit of contact, but but not nearly as much as there was uh, a couple couple weeks ago. And and that was the team that a lot of people thought were, was going to push Penn State. So uh, Michigan and Michigan State are, are are very much in the mix, and they will receive visits. You guys can figure that out. Um, you know the, um, the visits will be out there at some point, but they'll. They're going to get some visits. Uh, Oklahoma's uh, also in the mix. So uh, and, a, and a few other schools. So we'll see how it plays out. But but not having Notre Dame in there, I think uh, will be important for Penn State moving forward because they, they were definitely in the mix.
1: Gut reaction. Does the Al Golden defensive coordinator hire at Notre Dame mean that could possibly change down the road?
0: I don't think so because it looks. This doesn't look like they were on him hard enough because they liked him as a right. player, and I still think they like him as a player. This looks more like a positional thing to me, where right. you know they they have two linebackers committed. I don't know enough about Drake uh, Drake Bowen. I mean, I know he's an awesome player. I don't know exactly where he, where he projects um, and how that would line up with Pachati, and um, you know I haven't watched a ton of press and center, but I do see some similarities from what I have seen over the two, uh, comparing the two. Um, so it just looks more like, a, hey, we got our mic. We need a will kind of situation, and uh, you know Penn State will be in that same boat probably in a couple months from now uh, once they get once they get a linebacker or two committed. So uh, I, I would think no, but uh, that was an interesting hire for Notre Dame. I'd be curious to see uh, how Al Golden does.
1: Yeah, I will be too. Obviously, I know Penn State fans have long, some of them anyway, have long hoped that he would maybe lead Penn State at some point or another or join the staff at some point or another. Not in the cards, obviously, at the moment. Yeah, but we'll see. I'll be completely honest with you. Uh, I had no idea he was with the Cincinnati Bengals. Not the slightest Mm -hmm. bit of a clue uh, until Mm -hmm. the report started kind of coming out that as the Super Bowl was coming to its uh, point of pl- being played that, you know, he was a candidate for that job, and sc- clearly Notre Dame felt pretty good, I would assume, about where the direction of that was going to go, because they waited, as long as they did, to hire a defensive coordinator, so we'll see, I mean, it's an interesting staff out there at Notre Dame, they are very active on social media, from what I've been able to tell, and uh, not that that has really anything to do with Al Golden, but, you know, certainly, <laughs> I think it'll have a different, uh, they'll have a different approach, certainly, under Marcus Freeman, he did under Brian Kelly, and we'll see how that does and does not impact Penn State moving forward.
0: I was trying to look up Al Golden on Twitter, but you ended too quick to see who he was active.
1: But, well, I'll uh, say this real quick while you do that: pitchy, or pit, Pichotti, We'll, we'll get Pichotti. it right one of these days. I promise, Pachati family. Uh, on three has him a little bit higher than the consensus. We have him as a four star. The consensus mm-hmm. has a three star. Um, you know, like you said, he was a, a school. He was in a four
0: star. Let me cut Previously. you off. He was a four star yeah. in the consensus and then there's been a lot of shuffling going on. Like he's right there on the bubble. Like I'd be very, very surprised if Pachata is not a four star um, you know, after spring season, into the summer, into the season, like in the consensus. Uh, right. but you know, we we love him. You know, we know we know he's gonna be a four star for on three. I don't see that changing. Um but uh but yeah, I mean there's a lot of shuffling going on uh, with rivals updating the rankings and two forty seven and of course the ESPN's in the mix there too. Uh, and they're all, you know, for everyone learning the consensus, they're all 25 percent equally weighted. There's no um, there's no lean towards one three, uh, which is the difference between the 247 composite where, uh, you know, it's it's slanted towards 247 and then uh, rivals in ESPN have a say, but not not as much. So that, that's just the difference between our two rankings. But um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there for sure
1: Really talented player. We'll see where he ends up. Like you said, he's close to breaking through to that four star point on the uh, on the on three consensus. I'm looking right now. We have him at 368 overall in the consensus. That's like, you know that's in the three star range at this point. The, the four star though, the last four star is uh, 349. So he's not far off yeah, from he's that right at right there. Yeah, and uh, we'll see if that moves along moving forward. This is the Blue White Illustrated Penn State Recruiting Podcast. He's Ryan Schneider. I'm Greg Pickle. We are moving on from high school players to the transfer portal. Obviously, Penn State fans, college football fans love the transfer portal, hate the transfer portal, want more out I hate of the, the transfer, transfer portal. portal. Ryan hates the transfer portal. Um, <laughs> I don't You either. know, it's just, just – hey, well, it's interesting. I think – let me just a you know, brief aside here before we get into a couple of names to know is that from our perspective, it's just the, the guys in the portal just don't have the same incent- – I don't know if incentive is the right word, but certainly interest – in kind of talking about the process until it's over for yeah. the most part. Um, they've exactly. been there, done that. They don't see the need for it. So you have some guys who do want to be very active on social media with putting out offers and visits and things like that. It's very few of them compared to the high school uh, recruiting cycle, obviously. And you know, a guy like Hunter Norzad will confirm some things here or there. The, the, the new pens are most recent, rather. Penn State commit uh, will confirm some things from time to time. But I go back to uh, Christmas Eve and Mitchell Tinsley. And Mm -hmm. him just saying, yeah, uh, I'm I'm going to Penn State. Uh, You can put it out there if you want. You don't have to. If you do, that's fine. And and obviously with high school kids, you know, we have ceremonies and Twitter graphics and all this other stuff broadcast of it. And it's just not that way in the portal. So that's kind of one of the reasons that it sometimes can be challenging when, you know, there's a question that's asked of, hey, Does Penn State want to go get this guy? Does Penn State want to go get that guy? And nine times out of ten, the answer might be, yeah, sure, but does a kid have any interest? That's where it becomes more challenging to get Mm -hmm. a read at times. So let's talk about one guy that, again, does not have an offer from Penn State as we talk on Tuesday, February 15, Cole Spencer. Uh, Penn State already has one Western Kentucky transfer in Mitchell Tinsley. Uh, Cole Spencer is also a Western Kentucky player who's looking to move up to the FBS level. He is in the transfer portal as of... Of Monday on 3 senior we national power college level the Power Five level, Power yes, five. correct. Yeah, yep, yeah. correct. I did. Yep. I actually wrote that in the story that we have up this morning at BWI, and then I had to fix that <laughs> when I woke up. That was <laughs> that happens from time to time. You look at something, you say, yeah. "Oh, that's not right." Um, yep. So, apologies about that. But yeah, to the uh, Power Five level from the group of five. Um, you know, we'll see if he's a guy that is going to be active on social media based on my scroll of his feed uh, no. recently. I'm thinking that answer is going to be uh, nope, but uh, time yep. will tell. Anyway. You know, again, as we sit here, he does not have a Penn State offer yet. But we well, do. We are... know that,
0: though. We don't know that. Well, it's true. We he don't know that. Offer. That's correct. I think. What I can tell not. you,
1: what I can tell you, is that Phil Troutline and Dan Cabala followed him on social media with uh, very little time wasted. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm sure Penn State's would... working on if they have not already made contact. And yeah, it's certainly a possibility.
0: I think they're going to go after him. I, I would lean towards he probably is. If he doesn't have an offer, he's going to get an offer. Um, not. Yeah, not just a couple of follows mean anything, but just when you when you look at his history, uh, you know, the, first off, he, he seems he's like all academic, grad transfer. Like, there's a lot of little things there to think, like okay, like he this makes sense for Penn State, you know, and then he's also just a hell of a player too. I mean, uh, he right. just look at his PFF rankings, man. Like he he racked. I mean, he was. I think. I forget I, I don't have it in front of me, I apologize, but I, I mean I think pass blocking or run blocking, one of those two, he I mean he was like top ten in the country. Um so you know, there, there's there's some indications there that he's a he's a pretty good player and of course that doesn't mean he's gonna come up to the to the power five level. I almost said FBS there, uh, to the power five level and, and be a stud. But um but I, but Penn State's definitely clearly interested there, but I mean just if you're just following uh, you know Twitter Falls and stuff I mean there's a lot of schools from Auburn um, Utah Virginia Tech uh, Rutgers NC State Mississippi State Kentucky Tennessee Florida State I mean there, there's a lot of schools already just boom on him instantly so you know this is this is this is why I said I meant this jokingly I do actually like the portal I think it's I think it's good for the players I mean I know it's it's frustrating the fans but um, you know if a coach is allowed to move around I don't see why the, why the players especially if you're not going to pay the players, uh, why they shouldn't be given the same um, opportunity, right. uh, but just from a from a from a journalist perspective and trying to follow it, uh, it's just it's just difficult because every you know I think we do a good job providing answers for high school kids and I, I'm able to figure them out for the most part, but uh, it's so much more difficult to 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 follow uh, a grad transfers uh, you know decision uh, and it's and it's so quick too you know and they're usually just a couple weeks now this one of course. Uh, with him entering now he won't be able to enroll until you know may or, or june or whatever school it is so right um, this one will drag out a little bit but you know for the vast majority of those in, in that you know late november to early january um time period man they just move so fast and there's so much moving, it's just it's just hard to follow so uh we'll, we'll see you know th- this is this will be a guy that i asked penn state about here in the coming days and i'm sure i'll be able to get a feel for uh how hard penn state's pursuing him but um you know right now we just, just from following, um, you know, Twitter follows and stuff like that, there looks like a whole host of schools uh, who have a lot of interest.
1: And why wouldn't there be? I mean, this is a guy who was an all-conference USA pick, a three-year starter, I believe, and it would be a four-year starter had he not suffered an injury at one point. I'm not sure if they're counting that year that he only played three games and actually took a red shirt because he was hurt in that or not. But at any rate, a multi-year starter. See, this is what we do, folks. We talk around things that we don't have exact answers to. He's a multi-year starter, Ryan. We don't know if it's two or three but or four, but it's a multi-year. Um, at any rate, no. I mean, he's a guy that's played a lot of football at Western Kentucky. And this has been the way Penn State has. And again, you know, we don't know where things stand at this point. But I, I think you put this on the message board recently. You know, if you're hoping that Penn State's going to get involved with every. FBS power five transfer that pops up, you have not been following what goes on here, uh, especially at the bigger schools. I mean, Derek Tangelo, mm-hmm. Duke, uh, John Lovett, Baylor, which I guess is, you know, but maybe a little bit bigger than, you know, obviously you're talking about Eric or Arnold, Ebikidi rather at Temple, uh, Mitchell Tinsley, Western Kentucky, Hunter Norzad, Cornell, Eric Wilson, Harvard. I mean, these are not uh, top necessarily in most cases, or in some cases, not even possible to be top 25 programs. So, This is certainly the path Penn State has taken more often than not. James Franklin talked about this a couple weeks ago, everyone. He was very direct about the fact that he was surprised more schools kind of don't this is my words, not his, but it's what he was getting at. Kind of the due diligence of going the extra mile to find out everything they can about a player and what he's going to bring to Penn State on the field, off the field, etc. They do a lot of work, and so they're not going to just dive in for every former four-star or five-star that goes into the portal. And again, usually there's a reason those guys are in there. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think that's important to keep in mind. However, uh, I am going to talk about a guy now at another Power 5 program, or rather you're going to talk about him. Penn State, um, <laughs> Penn State seems to maybe have some interest in a guy from another Big Ten school. What can you tell us about that?
0: Yeah, Rayquan O'Neal, offensive tackle from Rutgers. Um, we'll see. Uh, basically, from what I gathered here is that there's interest. Um, Penn State has interest in him. Um, he, he's a he's a native of of South Carolina, and there's a lot of talk that he kind of wants to go south. So that's like, I'm not very optimistic about it, but I do think it's, it's worth mentioning that they are absolutely pursuing him. I, I do believe that, uh, you know, he has an offer uh, from Penn state or whatever that means. I, I in, in the transfer portal uh, uh, error, I guess you'd say, but um, we'll see, you know, I, I think they want to get him on campus in March. I, I talked about Tyler Steen last week from, for Vanderbilt. I do think they are going to get Tyler Steen on campus for, for a visit in March. Uh, once the dead period ends, of course. And, um, You know, that's just something to keep an eye on. I I was talking to some Penn State people uh, last night about, and this was just general, not necessarily transfers, but about what their March visit schedule will look like. And one thing I wasn't thinking of is spring break is March 5th to the 13th for Penn State. So those two weekends are pretty much obsolete. You know, Penn State's coaches usually go away. Campus is kind of shut down. Um, I'm not really – I think those first two weekends are going to be pretty light. But then when we get to – um what is it the 26th i believe the 26th is going to be a huge weekend from what i've gathered um that's also chalk talk weekend which is like when a bunch of coaches come up right um to to do their you know i think it's like a coaching seminar basically Uh, and usually they bring some players with them so so that 26th weekend is definitely gonna be a big weekend is it 26th is that the weekend
1: yes i I think i believe it is yes
0: yeah, and I'm sure the 19th will be busy too. Um, you know, we know we know Penn State's going to get uh, spring practice started around then. But uh, but yeah, these are three guys we're looking for. You know, three offensive linemen we're looking for: Raekwon O'Neal, Cole Spencer, and Tyler Steen. Uh, and and if Penn State can add another tackle or, or really just another offensive lineman. Uh, they, they certainly will. So we're still trying to get a better feel for Cam Butler out of Miami, Ohio. I've reached out a couple of times, haven't had much luck. Um, of course, then the Murphy Twins uh, out of North Texas, similar situation. I just keep hearing that they're they're communicating with Penn State. But uh, anything beyond that, it's, it's been tough to really get some information on. So time will tell. We'll, we'll, we'll continue to chip away best we can.
1: Absolutely. And so at this point, as you mentioned, it is important to note that when you're talking about uh, the transfer portal at this moment in time, there's no real rush for these guys, right? I mean, they certainly want to set up visits. I'm sure from a mental, like just from a, a life standpoint, they would certainly probably like to know where they're going sooner rather than later. But there's no rush to make that decision whatsoever. Um, these guys are at a point where they can't enroll at the school of their choice until May at best, unless they have some kind of unique setup at a certain school, which I don't think anyone really does. So uh, time will tell. Yeah, But Penn State unless is- for- I-
0: i was going to say quickly yeah. Drake. i'm sorry to cut you off but unless they already have their school picked out for them which is happening a good bit uh in in the portal um, now when i look at all the schools following cole spencer that tells me he probably doesn't you know because if, right. if they, they, they'd be able to figure that pretty quickly uh by just calling around and, and talking to some people but uh you know that's just another thing where um you know we know that's not the case with steen I, i'm not sure for Raquan o'neill i mean like i've heard a lot of talk with o'neill about florida state so um whether he's actually looting there or that's kind of just a, a matter of time. We'll see. Um, but, but that's just another thing. You know, we've talked about that in previous podcasts. That's another thing we're seeing a lot is guys already kind of knowing where they're going. So there's something to keep an eye out for.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, uh, it's important to note that it, technically players cannot communicate with other schools until they're in the portal. Um, you know, is that happening? I think you'd be naive to say that it it, you right. know, it certainly is. Um, but, you know, the other thing is, again, you have to remember that seven on seven coaches, high school coaches, uh, uncles, uh, you know, moms, dads, aunts, whoever, uh, you know, they can pretty much do as they see fit. There's no restrictions on them uh, at least as far as the rule book read. So, you Correct. know, it, that's how these things can happen a lot quicker than, uh, than what most would expect. And also how it can seem like a guy who, uh, you know, a guy who went into the portal magically knows where he's going, uh, almost immediately. You know, there was some, obviously some things going on behind the scenes. All right. One more topic here as we get toward the, uh, final, uh, few minutes here, of the blue white illustrated Penn state recruiting podcast is something you addressed in your mailbag last week. And that is, uh, the surge of offers, uh, for Penn state in recent cycles. So let's talk a little bit about that and maybe get into some of the, the different offers that are out there. Cause not every offer you see on social media is equal.
0: No, they certainly are not. I mean, especially in the last couple of years, um, we've really just seen a, a different approach uh, from Penn state and the way they used to hand out offers and what their offer meant. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll say this like, Basically, every every kid that gets an offer from Penn State, like there's stipulations on that offer. It's never just like, hey, you have a scholarship you can commit tomorrow. Uh, that, there's some kids like that. Yes. Uh, but for the most part, that's not how it works. And, you know, it's usually just contingent on uh, progression as a person and as a player. And, and you know, they, they you know, a lot of guys will say, hey, look, you know, we 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 want to offer you, um, but we want to see you also hit X, Y and Z. Uh, you know, in the coming months, you know, whether it's academically, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, progression as a player, whatever it may be, uh, that, that there's there's a lot of those stipulations. And that's why you can hand out 300 offers like they did in 2021. And and dude, they handed out like 360 plus offers in 2022, uh, which is on just an absolutely different level. Uh, from anything we we really saw in previous years so I just got asked about like what what that means um why that's happening and and for the most part what I've just been able to gather is that what what does a verbal offer mean anymore it it means very little uh an
1: invitation to campus basically for most there was
0: yeah there was a there was a point and, and there are schools who still do this right there are schools who like Clemson, Clemson. I was best gonna example. say Clemson's I mean, the uh, the easy example so,
1: in this conversation.
0: Yeah, uh, I'll give a shout out to my buddy here, Blair Blair Sanders, and he works for Rivals. Um, he, he works for Iowa, um, and he's he's been a good friend of mine for the longest time. And uh, Blair Blair put out a tweet last week uh, looking at all the offers uh, in, in the Rivals database, and I'll I want to give him credit for it because that's what I'm looking at here. Um, Clemson right now, according to this, which just this was like about a week ago, uh, Clemson has handed out 55 offers. Okay, for 2023, Penn State is at 265. Okay, so you're you're not seeing you're seeing that because they're different mentalities of what they're pitching to kids. So with Clemson, it's hey man, when we offer you this offer, means something. Okay, like this is a true offer. Um, You know, we're not we're not going to go offer the next guy on our board at this position until we get a better feel for where you stand. And that was the approach Penn State took for the longest time. And in 2019, 2020. I, you know, obviously I'm not privy to what what those discussions were or what happened but it, it's very clear that something massively changed in the way they go about it and just from what what I have gathered uh, it is just kind of I think that they felt that they were offering guys too late in the process uh, by taking that approach. Uh, when you're not Clemson you know uh, respectfully Penn State's not uh, on the level uh, Clemson had a poor year this year but you know Clemson's still a bigger name to a lot of these kids uh, at the moment. Um, you know, you, you need to get in on these guys early and whether your offer means something or not, you know, for a lot of teenagers, that doesn't matter, you know? So, so, so really just what we're seeing here is them say, Hey, look, let's, let's throw out offers (laughs) to, to guys that maybe we haven't even fully evaluated yet, but you know, to, to, to say they have an offer and to kickstart that relationship is more valuable to us, uh, than offering him four or five months later and then being in a dogfight just to get a visit so that, right. i think that's really just kind of the the main change that we've seen from penn state i mean i'm looking back over over the years i mean the 2023 we're up to like 268 now which i mean this is gonna i think this is gonna end up being the biggest um you know the most offers they've ever handed out i mean at least i mean they're on they're on pace for like 400 in this class you know the last class is 360 367 um and this is uh this is according to 247's database um 304 for 2021 264 for 2020 and 197 in 2019 and if you go back to 2018 to 2014 they were all under all under 200 so you, you know you're we're really just seeing a massive change there from that 2020 class on and uh like i said man i think it's just a mentality of hey man we're we're waiting too long to get on these kids we need to get them on campus uh or at least give them a reason to want to come to our campus right. uh, in the spring or earlier so I just thought it was an interesting question, you know, someone brought up and it's something I've looked at for a long time now and, and, and tried to try to figure out why that happened. So I tried to ask some questions about it. And um, you know, those are kind of the answers I came back to now real quick before I end this, I, I do want to go back to Blair Sanderson's tweet the other day on some of the other schools who are, kind of taking a similar path i mean west virginia right now in 2023 is offered 347 kids that's like that's like the same as you know penn state's entire last class last time so they're clearly taking that approach tennessee's at 313 mississippi's at 304 pitt's taking a similar approach with 295 Uh, then you have georgia tech arizona state florida state arkansas and michigan state rounding out the the top 10 and they're all between uh, 262 and, and and basically like 250 offers and then you have schools like northwestern clemson iowa stanford i mean they all make sense right you know some good academic schools there uh, along with iowa and clemson is is two teams that really you know they when they when they offer you they they want you to think you mean something you know those are all um under under 64 and then you know you got a a ton of schools there in the in the the hundreds but i just think it's an interesting discussion on, on these different mentalities these different mindsets uh, that that coaches take on, on what a verbal offer means now uh, and Penn State has clearly taken the approach of hey man a verbal offer doesn't mean much let's get a foot in the door with these kids get them on campus and then we'll, we'll go from there
1: If you have a question for Ryan Snyder's weekly Penn State recruiting mailbag, you can hit him up. You can see his Twitter feed linked if you're watching the video. If you're not, if you're on the podcast, it's at Ryan Snyder on three. Send him something Wednesday, Thursday. You'll take him any day of the week, I believe, as long as you can get. uh, I've
0: been been keeping him mainly to the message because – our boss is one is putting it behind the paywall now. Um, obviously, we're trying to do the the one dollar deal, so I haven't been asking as many Twitter, uh, many people on Twitter lately, just because I feel bad doing that. Like personally, <laughs> like I don't know. I think our boss is kind of what <laughs> we don't know if We're being honest, but like just me, I, I feel bad saying, "Hey, all you Twitter people, you know." Um, Give me your questions, and then I'm. Oh, by the way, I'm going to put it behind a paywall, and I understand. You know, that's the that's the sell, but I also just like I don't like tricking people, um, so that's just how I am. But I will. I am going to open it back up for free here uh, when we get a little bit closer to spring ball. So we will we will discuss it more then. But for right now, it is behind the paywall. So I just want to clarify that.
1: All right, we'll sign up for Blue White Illustrated. $1 for one year of access. You can find that at our homepage, bluewhiteillustrated.com. He's Ryan Snyder. I'm Greg Pickle. You've listened to another edition of the Blue White Illustrated Penn State Recruiting Podcast. We'll catch you next week, same time, same place. Thanks for listening. 18 plus.